Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Lightning Round Podcast. With your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go! This is the Lightning Round Podcast. I am Garrett Sisti on Twitter. Jamie is at lightning underscore round. And today we are talking about the defensive line and linebackers. It's going to be defensive tackles, ends, linebackers. We'll talk about Mike, Will, Sam. We'll talk about all of them. But first, we got a donation. We got a very generous donation from Anthony Stevens. And he sent a note with it saying, fewer pods means I forget to donate. Good stuff as usual. And he also had a question. Uh, his question was, is the pod no longer being updated on Google Play? If it's if it's not ever going to be available, let me know so I can change my habits. So uh, only reason I put the question on, well, I put all the questions on, but uh, it's good timing because I got this question asked today as well. And uh, we are no longer on Google Play. And that was not our doing. But you can always catch the show in multiple places. Of course, it's on the website, Bulls from the Blue. I make sure to embed a player each time I post an article. It's available on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher and Podbean and pretty much everywhere else but Google Play. So 
I appreciate you making the switch for us, Antonio. Thanks for the donation. You can get it in a lot of different places. Uh, sorry about the Google Play. Again, that was kind of out of our control. Once we switched over, they decided the Google Play wasn't as important as the other platforms. So thanks, Antonio, and I hope you stick with us. So let's just go ahead and get into this because uh, that's it for the donations this week. And today, like I mentioned earlier, defensive line, linebackers. This is our training camp preview part three. We did part one and two on the offense earlier, so if you haven't caught that, go check that out before training camp starts. We're now moving on to the defensive line linebacker. The following week will be DBs, it'll be corners, safeties, and then we'll also go over special teams in part four. So today, we got defensive tackles, defensive ends, all three linebacker spots on the docket today. Let's go ahead and start with defensive tackles. They've got six defensive tackles on the roster. It's Brandon Meebane, Justin Jones, T.Y. McGill, the first-round pick Jerry Tillery, the seventh-round pick Cortez Broughton, the UDFA Reggie Howard, and uh, early on they had Andreas Bryant, but he's no longer on the roster, I guess, uh, not on the website. So let's talk about the six guys that are. So going into camp, you figure they're probably going to carry uh, four defensive tackles. That's kind of what they've done the last two years since switching over to the 4-3 defense. Uh I mean, obviously, you know Brandon Meebane is going to make the roster. Uh, Jerry Tillery, Justin Jones, those three are virtual locks to make the roster. So you've got uh, Cortez Broughton, T.Y. McGill, and Reggie Howard battling it out for that fourth spot. Um, you know, we talked about both Tillery and Broughton during the draft prep. I think Broughton is kind of an exciting prospect. He kind of reminds me of Darius Phylon when they drafted him a couple years ago. Very similar, very explosive upfield, uh, very much a one-gap penetrator and disruptor, is, is able to finish in space, uh, uses his hands pretty well, lots of explosiveness. Uh, once Cincinnati started using him in that one-gap role, he really kind of took off this year after playing virtually every technique up and down the defensive line at Cincinnati during his four years there. Um, my guess is because they invested a draft pick in him, Broughton probably has the best chance between he and McGill and Howard of making the roster unless he gets hurt or is woefully disappointing. You would think he would wind up being the fourth defensive tackle. Um, and then, you know, McGill, he was around a lot last year. I think he was active for two games, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Reggie Howard, undrafted free agent. Uh, he's a guy who is actually kind of fun to watch. I don't know if you got a chance to watch him, Derek. Yep, I or, did, yeah. Derek. Garrett, sorry. <laughs> uh, but he's a he's a fun guy to watch. Another one of these long-levered defensive tackles, kind of like Tillery and Broughton, um, and to a lesser extent, Jones, guys who are able to get up, feel quickly, make plays, disrupt as one-gap penetrators. Uh, that's very much what Howard looks like. Not really someone you want to see you know, holding down two gaps and trying to hold his ground against the run. But he's a guy to keep an eye on as a possible switch to a defensive end just because he is long and he might fit in that, uh, you know, sub-package, rotational edge player kind of role when they're trying to get as many uh, edge rushers on the, on the field to get upfield as they possibly can on, on, third, on second and third down. Yeah, so just starting inside nose, Brandon Meebane, of course, the starter. Uh, Chargers re-signed him this offseason. T.Y. McGill, depth player from a year ago, returns his interior depth. Um, you know, the guy we mentioned that isn't on the list, Andreas Bryant, is the other guy inside. So he's not on the roster, so that leaves like two guys as the 0-1 techs. In terms of the three techs, Justin Jones, of course, is going to compete for that starting job with first-round pick Jerry Tillery. Now, when Jones was drafted, Telesco said that they liked Jones playing 
from zero to three tech, maybe even kick out to five. So, you know, there's also some possibility of Jones being able to kick inside if, you know, it's Mebane and McGill or whoever inside. Jones can also kick in in certain packages. Uh, Tillery, of course, still recovering from his torn labrum, which means he's going to get back on the field. Justin Jones is going to be the starter. And uh, we might see Jones, you know, start early in the year as Tillery's recovering. And, uh, you know, eventually, I think as the season progresses, Tillery becomes a starter. But as soon as training camp starts, Justin Jones is going to have that running head start because Tillery might not be ready day one. So, you know, we're going to see a lot of Justin Jones early. But, you know, look, as the year goes on, we'll probably see Tillery as a starting three tech. Uh, the seventh round pick, Cortez Broughton, you you talked about it. Uh, we raved about him on the draft podcast, on that recap. Uh, interior defensive tackle depth early. I think he's got some real upside as a potential starter. I love him as a one-gap penetrator, like you mentioned. Let him use his explosion of power to win inside because he's not much of a space eater right now. But he is really, really exciting. And one of the guys I'm really pumped to see in training camp, and I know there's a lot of big names in this year, Adderley and Tillery and everybody else, even Thomas Davis, but Cortez Broughton was one of the more exciting picks they made, and I know he's the seventh round, but there's a lot of upside for a guy that was drafted so late. So Broughton, a guy I'm excited to watch. And uh, like you mentioned, Reggie Howard, uh, he was an extremely good run defender from Toledo. Uh, He's kind of built like a three-tech, but I I feel like he's got to go one way or the other. Either you kick him outside to end, like you mentioned. I don't know if you want to add more muscle and kick him inside just because he's so good as a penetrator, but I I love his hand usage. There's going to be four guys ahead of him on the depth chart. And then if you throw in Damian Square, who we talked about, who's going to be playing a little end, maybe some interior defender as well. You know, his chances look bleak for making the roster. Uh, He's definitely a practice squad eligible. I think uh, that's definitely in sight for a guy like Reggie Howard, uh, a guy to watch for sure. And like you mentioned, four players there. Uh, Chargers carried four defensive tackles last year. Brandon Mebane, Jerry Tillery, Cortez Broughton. Justin Jones, obviously, is the fourth. And then you've got Reggie Howard, T.Y. McGill fighting for that last spot. If they can make a case for a fifth interior defender because they need the depth, maybe. But you you got to assume that Mebane, Tillery, Jones, and Broughton are the four locked in right now. Yeah, Howard would almost have to be kicked out to defensive end if he's going to make the roster. Right. Tough sledding for him to climb the roster and, and to climb the depth chart, excuse me, and make the roster as a tackle just based on the number of people ahead of him, guy, and three of whom have already contributed to the team. Uh, totally agree with you on Broughton. He's one of the guys that I'm looking forward to getting out to camp and watching. I just think he's going to be a lot of fun to watch develop. Uh, Jones is kind of interesting. You mentioned, you know, they said that they like him for anywhere from zero to five tech on, on the defensive line when they drafted him. I just don't see him as a three tech. Uh, I know we've talked about this before. I, I don't think he's particularly explosive. He isn't particularly athletic. I don't think he's that guy that you can rely on to generate consistent pressure up the middle as a three tech. Uh, to me, I think, you know, with the addition of Tillery, with the addition of Broughton, and with the upside of Howard, even if he is on the practice squad to start the year, to me, I think Jones is a guy who looks like he's tailor-made to take Brandon Meebane's spot as the one tech. Um, maybe not this year, but probably in 2020 or 2021. Yeah, I have to imagine when they get uh Jerry Tillery and Broughton at three tech and seeing them fire off the ball and that explosive first step. And then you see Justin Jones shortly after them, you might want to move him inside as a nose because they're just going to be so quick and athletic inside that when you got a guy like Jones, you might want to put him behind me, and have them rotate 
at that zero one. So, uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. But Mebane, Tillery, Jones, Broughton, probably the starters or the uh, guys that'll make the fifty three of that group. And let's go ahead and move on to end. And there's seven of them, including uh, the guy we mentioned a little bit earlier. It's Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Isaac Rochelle, Damian Square, Pat Afriere, Anthony Lanier, and UDFA Chris Peace. Now, Bosa and Ingram are the obvious starters once again. Isaac Rochelle was re-signed as an exclusive rights-free agent this offseason. Returns as a rotational pass rusher. That's the role he thrived in last year. Uh, glad they brought him back. Uh, they re-signed Damian Square, who, of course, is listed as a nose tackle on the depth chart. But the Chargers ran him out as an end last year. So, And obviously, that's a spot that seems to fit him better, too. End is his natural position. Uh, obviously, played as that undersized defensive tackle most of his career. So, you know, you've got some versatility. Square playing some interior defensive line, playing some end. Uh, Pat Afrie, he was on the Chargers practice squad, probably a candidate to get picked up there again. Anthony Lanier landed on the team's practice squad midseason last year from the Redskins, but he never saw the field for the Chargers. And then the undrafted free agent Chris Peace played outside linebacker of Virginia, led all ACC linebackers in sacks with 7.5. Good technically sound player, but he's limited athletically. Peace, if he wants a shot at the practice squad, is going to have to leapfrog both Afriye and Lanier, who were practice squad guys two years ago or a year ago. That's uh, going to be a tough ask for a guy like Peace. Yeah, um, you know, they're probably, like you mentioned, they're probably going to wind up carrying four defensive ends. Uh, and you know going in, Ingram, Bosa, and Rochelle are going to make the roster. Um, I'm kind of looking at this, you know, Square doesn't really fit as a defensive tackle anymore since they've upgraded the position in the last couple drafts. He's... He was better as a defensive end, but he's not really a defensive end in terms of getting upfield and generating pressure. I'm kind of wondering if he might be uh, wind up being a surprise cut if they wind up taking somebody that they think has higher upside than him. So interesting, somebody who they liked a lot last year, and according to Eric Williams at ESPN, at least considered keeping on the 53 was Patrick Afrié. Uh, he's a little undersized as a defensive end, but he showed really well in training camp and in the preseason last year, and You've got to think they're looking forward to seeing him maybe take a step up. So if one of Chris Peace, Patrick Afrié, or Anthony Lanier is going to wind up grabbing that fourth spot, I would probably put my money on Afrié. Um, and that would that would obviously force Square out with really with there being really no room on the interior with some of the new bodies they've, they've brought in. So I personally hope Square makes it. I think he does a lot of the dirty work for this team. He was extremely valuable for them when Joey Bosa was hurt last year and Isaac Rochelle struggled as the starting base end. So I, for one, would like to see them keep keep square and use him as a defensive end. But, you know, he's getting up there. I think he's 30 or 31. Uh, he's definitely a rotational piece at this at this point in his career. So if they see something in a free A where they think he might offer some more upside, it might make some sense to take a shot on the upside instead of, you know, sticking with somebody who may not necessarily fit into their long-term plans at defensive end. So they kept four last year. It was Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Isaac Rochelle, and Chris Landrum. So, of course, you take out Landrum, you can add a guy like Square or a Frie. Now, I remember Frie at the end of the preseason had a pretty impressive game against the 49ers. I think he finished with three tackles, um, and I think that's what landed him on the practice squad right away. Uh, the kid had a Colgate. So, yeah, uh, could could bet on the upside of a guy like a Frie or, you know, they stick with the veteran and Damian Square. But, of course, they only signed him for a year, so it's not like they've got a big commitment to him anyway. So, uh, you know, you got Bosa, Ingram, Rochelle locked in. Square's the guy you got to leapfrog if you want to make the roster for a guy like Afrié, Lanier, or Peace. 
yeah, and I'm kind of interested to see what kind of growth Rochelle shows in camp this year because mm-hmm. he took such a big step forward last year where he looked like he was pretty well overmatched as a rookie. And then he comes in in 2018 and prov- he basically replaces Chris Landrum as that third pass rusher. Uh, I'm excited to see where he is coming into camp this year and what kind of a role he fills, if they can maybe expand his role uh, and get him some more snaps and see if he can be a little bit more productive. Uh, he's a he's a he'll be a fun guy to watch in camp this year. Yeah, definitely. I can't wait, man. Rochelle made such a huge leap, like you mentioned, uh, last year to the year previous, and I'm really excited to see him grow some more, which will be good. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about linebackers because there's a big group here. All right, so we've got Thomas Davis. There's 12 of them here. Thomas Davis, Denzel Perryman, Uchenna Nwosu, Kaiser White, Jatavis Brown. The two draft picks, Drew Tranquil and Emeke Igbule, Nick DeZubner, Trey Johnson, Kyle Wilson, and two UDFAs, Josh Corcoran and Elijah Zeiss. So this is a spot where the Chargers kept seven players last year. Obviously, you would expect some combination of Denzel Perriman, Thomas Davis, and Ruchenna Nwosu to be the starting linebackers, at least when they break camp this year. That leaves four backup spots. Uh, you would assume Kaiser White and Jatavis Brown will grab two of those spots. And that leaves two spots. Um, I think this is finally the year where the team realizes that Nick DeZubner just doesn't fit this roster anymore. Uh, I think you're looking at a situation where, you know, they they got down to the last two linebackers on their roster in the playoffs last year in Hayes Pollard and Nick DeZubner. Uh and they decided to play seven defensive backs over their two healthy linebackers against the Patriots and against the, the Ravens in the playoffs last year. So if that doesn't tell you how they view Nick DeZubner, I don't know what does. <laughs> <laughs> and at some point, even though he's been a quote-unquote core special teamer, you either need to get more out of him or you need to get more out of his roster spot. And I think you know, you're looking at more than likely a Mecca Egbule replacing the departed Kyle Emanuel. And I think you're looking at Drew Tranquil replacing Nick DeZubner. So they will more than likely keep those two players just based on the fact that they drafted them. So they have the inside track on some of these UDFAs and these guys who, you know, are at the back of the depth chart. And I think that's the right thing to do. Uh, Agbule looks like a guy who can develop into a Sam long-term. And he may be able to play all three linebacker positions um, with some development. The instincts aren't quite there, but he's a good athlete. Uh, he runs sideline to sideline. He comes downhill. He shows the ability to set the edge. He can rush the passer and he flashes in zone coverage. So he looks like he has the chops to play all three linebacker positions. And Tranquil is a guy who I think is going to shoot up the depth chart in training camp. I think he's a guy who's going to really stand out on special teams. You watch him play on tape in college and he's a safety, obviously converted to linebacker. Uh, he plays downhill, plays sideline to sideline. He can cover. He's long enough to cover most tight ends in the NFL. Uh, He's extremely smart. He's a good tackler. He does pretty much everything you look for. I think the one knock on him, he needs to get a little bit stronger and be a little bit better at shedding tacklers. But he's going to provide immediate uh, production on special teams, as I think Egbule will. And I think he is going to find his way onto the field on defense at some point during his rookie season because it's just going to be hard to keep him off the field. I think he's really going to stand out, and he offers the size and the athleticism that this linebacker group has traditionally lacked. So I, I think Tranquil is a guy to really watch. He and, he and Igbule and Broughton are three guys that I'm really excited to see in camp. 
I know they're not, you know, big name draftees. They're, but these are the kind of guys in the middle and late rounds that championship teams pluck late, get a ton of value out of. And this is what championship teams are built around, in my opinion, is these fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks. And all three of these guys, I think, have a chance to contribute at least on special teams, if not on special teams and on defense as rookies. Absolutely. Cortez Broughton, Drew Tranquil, Emeka Egbule are going to be guys that are going to be exciting to watch. I can't watch, wait to see their growth and how they perform in training camp. Uh, Tranquil, Egbule are going to make a killing on special teams, especially in the preseason. I can't, I can't wait to watch those guys. So uh, just to kind of break down the positions, Denzel Perryman, the Mike, was re-signed this offseason. He's penciling as a starter, but uh, there are a few guys that could take over his spot if Perryman, again, proves that he can't stay healthy throughout the year. In the offseason, Kaiser White added muscle. He was playing Mike during the offseason programs, which is a shift from his will spot his rookie year before he went down with an injury. When asked about Kaiser White, Anthony Lynn said he can play either linebacker spot. We'll probably see him playing both Will and Mike. Another guy we're going to see moved around is the man you mentioned, the rookie Drew Tranquil. He was also thrusted into that Mike role in minicamp. He's another guy they see playing all the linebacker spots in training camp. Ultimately, I think Tranquil lands at the will. Uh, I know he's a little bit undersized for that spot, but with his high-end athleticism, coverability, strong tackling, I think that's why they drafted him. But, of course, it can't hurt to be versatile, and you know they'll try to find a spot for Drew Tranquil, and uh, eventually I probably think he lands at Will. So mentioned Will with Tranquil and White. Uh, the veteran Thomas Davis is going to be the starter. Jatavis Brown will get his shot to try to make an impact, but it uh, looks like it might be a little bit too late for him. Uh, with the re-signing of Perryman, signing a Thomas Davis, drafting a pair of linebackers in day three this year, Jatavis should make the team, but uh, will probably be at the end of the depth chart unless he lights it up in training camp. Of course, the Sam, starting Sam is Uchenna Nwosu, uh, came on strong at the end of last season, going to be thrown off as an edge rusher as well. The six-round pick, like you mentioned, he looks like a Sam Emekeg Boule. Uh, he'll be interesting to watch. I think there's a lot of untapped potential there. He's going to be great setting the edge, uses athleticism on the strong side, so it'll probably be a rotational piece at Sam with Nuosu. And, you know, maybe if they kick him out as a third pass rusher behind uh, Ingram and Bosa, maybe we'll see a little bit more Egg Boule if he can work through it. But after those guys, you've got Nick DeZubner, who, you know, uh, hopefully this isn't the year he squeaks on the roster again. But, you know, he's a really good special teams player. That's why they love him. But when you got more athletic guys like Drew Tranquil and Emekeg Boule, I think he's easily replaceable, and he offers nothing on the defensive side of the football. Trey Johnson was on the Chargers practice squad last season, uh, was promoted to the active roster, but didn't do much when he was there. Kyle Wilson, like Johnson, on the practice squad, promoted because of the dismantling of that linebacker group last year, but he didn't stick there long either. And in terms of the UDFAs, Josh Corcoran played at Northern Illinois. He played end, but he's projected as a strong side linebacker. If they run him as a Mike or a Will, he's going to get no shot to make this roster. Um, he might be a depth Sam guy on the practice squad. And then Elijah Zeiss, very average athlete, took a few years before making it on the field for Pittsburgh. He's going to be a long shot for the practice squad. He's pretty far away from a shot at the 53. So going in, the Chargers are seven players deep at linebacker. Thomas Davis, Denzel Perriman, Ochenna Nwosu, Kaiser White, Jatavis Brown, and then the two rookies, Drew Tranquil, Meke Egbule. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. 
Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramps business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramps software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I think this is a really fun group. I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch in camp. And it's the first time in a long time going into camp where you're not wondering where the depth is going to come from at the linebacker position. There are a lot of athletes and a lot of potential playmakers with upside in spots, you know, four through seven, who all have a chance to make their way up the depth chart and earn, you know, uh, important spots in the linebacker room, maybe as soon as this year. Um, You know, Kaiser White's a guy we were all looking forward to last year, got off to a quick start in his career with that interception in Buffalo, looked like he was going to really help transform the defense, and then he got hurt, and we never heard from him again. You know, you you mentioned it. He's bulked up. He talked about um, a couple weeks ago in, in minicamp, he talked about adding, I think, something like 10 to 14 pounds to his frame between the start of last year and minicamp this year. So he's playing somewhere up around 230, 235, I think. Um, and he's playing both the Will and the Mike spots. So you can see they're already starting to think ahead with Perriman and Thomas Davis of where they're going to go once those guys are gone in another year or two, if not sooner. Uh, and then you've got Tranquil, who you mentioned can play the Will or the or the Mike, and he might even be able to play Sam in some spots because of his length and his athleticism. Same with Egbule. All They just have a ton of guys who can contribute on special teams and have a chance to work their way into rotations and help out on defense and help keep guys like Perriman and Davis, who are either injury-prone or getting up there in age, maybe stay fresh for the second half of the season. And I think they'll all start to make plays if they get on the field. Um, like I mentioned, I think this is the year that Zubner gets dropped. I just I have a hard time. I know the coaches love him. He's a guy who works his tail off. He makes the most out of every ounce of athleticism and football ability that he has, which is to say, not much. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's a good locker room guy, and he's a good culture guy. He's a great guy to have around the the UDFA's every year because of what he's done to work and keep himself on the roster. And he's probably already lasted longer than anybody thought he would in the NFL, now entering his fifth NFL season. Uh, but with so many guys who have the potential to contribute on defense, it's going to be really hard to justify keeping a guy who you know can't contribute on defense and the coaches don't trust to contribute on defense based on the decision they made in the playoffs last year not to play him at all. So the Zubner, I think, I think he was close to getting cut last year, and I think this year it finally happens. It's just time. Uh, you just can't keep a guy who only contributes in one phase of the game for as long as they have. They've got to replace him with guys who can step in and fill larger roles. And then you talk about uh, Jatavis Brown. You mentioned that his time might be running out with the Chargers. I know a lot of people love him because of his speed and athleticism, uh, but he's been banged up constantly during his NFL career. Now they go out and they draft two more linebackers, both guys who can play the will, one guy you know, maybe even play the mic. And, you know, he's going to have to really fight. I don't, I doubt he gets cut this year, but looking ahead to next year, 
you know, he's going to really have to earn the right to stick around with guys like Tranquil and Igbule and White all breathing down his neck for roster spots. So I think Brown really needs to have a good camp and a good season to hang around in 2020. Um, but he's got to be looking over his shoulder at Tranquil and Igbule wondering how much longer he's going to be here. Yeah, Javis could be the last linebacker on this roster. And, you know, you know Davis and Perryman, Nuosu, White, Tranquil are locks to make the roster. Uh, Javis Brown, Egbule, uh, really, really good chances. Unless somehow Egbule, you know, isn't as good as they thought and he isn't pitching in in special teams, maybe they pull a, a Dylan Cantrell last year and try to stash him on the practice squad. But I, I, I just don't see it happening. I think this is the last year for um, – Nick DeZubner as well. And, of course, uh, the other storyline with this linebacker is Denzel Perryman's weight going from 245 to 205 to 245 to 220. I don't think any weight is working for him because he's always injured. You know, he wants to bulk up so he gets a little bit more durable, doesn't happen, loses weight to get faster, gets injured, gains more weight, gets injured, loses weight, gets injured. I mean, you know, it's just kind of a a cycle now. Yeah, uh, and – to be honest, you know, fighters tell you that when they lose weight and gain weight and their their body weight uh, shifts like that, that it has a major effect on their body. So all of these dramatic weight changes for Perriman could be contributing to the injuries because his body is having a hard time adjusting to adding or losing weight constantly. It's confused and he's having a hard time maintaining. So that, that could be playing a role in the injuries as well. Um, I know everybody loves Perriman and I loved him when they drafted him. Um, and he's a he's an emotional leader of this team, and he's a guy who everybody wants to keep on the field because of his ability to make plays, particularly in the running game. Uh, but you have to wonder what the future holds for him. Um, you know, if he, if he has another injured season, is he going to play the second year of this contract? Is he a guy that they might already be looking to replace based on the way they're moving around Kaiser White and Drew Tranquil? Uh, he he's got a lot to prove this year, so it'll be interesting to see if he can stay on the field and really remain that that vocal and emotional leader and and playmaker that that they need in the middle of the field yeah losing 40 pounds then gaining 40 pounds and then losing 15 pounds is too crazy of a weight fluctuation for a linebacker that's stuck in one position you know he's definitely got a lot to prove kaiser white you know as of last year i know he's playing the will but we both had talked about him being a potential mike later on in his career and the way they're drafting and the way that this roster's kind of fallen together now, it looks like his time could be up, but uh, they signed him for two years. So maybe he has a great year this year, stays healthy all 16 games, and they've got some great depth. If if Perryman's healthy, that's a good thing because they've got a real healthy linebacker core. So, all right, guys, well, that does it. That was the defensive tackles, defensive ends, and linebackers next week or two weeks from now will be the corners safeties and special teams including punter kicker and long snapper everyone's favorite we will talk about those next time and i am at garrisisti on twitter jamie at lightning underscore round and we will see you next time